What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Convincing Creatives, Panda Barrett edition. Today, we have the studio owner from the film. He is the first voice you hear in Panda Barrett, uh, played by John Mark Mavinga, coming on the show later. And we're going to talk to John Mark about acting, kind of his path, his journey, how he got into it, and also how he got into the mindset of a studio owner uh, by actually coming to a real recording studio during a session to shadow an actual producer. And uh, just talking about like that kind of mindset and dedication as an actor, um, you know, the role that John Mark has is a very pivotal one because it's, again, the first voice you hear in Panda Barrett. And it sets up the conflict with our main character, Camus Leonardo, where he's in a studio trying to make a song and he's just hitting a wall. He's hitting writer's block. And uh, John Mark's character, the studio owner, kind of tries to get him through it. But also, you know, he's got a full day and he's trying to move along. And it's kind of a little testament to coming through when you're prepared and not doing things when you're not. Um, so we have that conversation coming up right here on Convincing Creatives, Panda Barrett edition. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Stay tuned uh, for the full Panda Barrett experience coming to Amazon Prime Video very shortly later this year. Here's the full interview with John Mark Mavinga on Convincing Creatives. Today we have yet another Panda Barrett cast member on the show. John Mark Mavinga is joining us. Welcome, man. What's going on? How you been? I know it's been a minute since uh, we did production. This was October of 2019. I know you've been working, busy, doing other things in the meantime. Yeah, I've been working. I worked on a, another project after that, but of course everything is on a halt. Right. With the, the pandemic. Yep. Yeah, we, uh, we're doing everything like we were saying in the uh, earlier episodes, you know, through Zoom. So it's just been good to catch up with the whole cast and crew and kind of see what they've been doing and also just kind of talk about Panda. Um, before we get into Panda and your role as the studio owner in the film, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about your acting background. So run me through kind of like how you got into acting, how you kind of got into creativity and all that. Actually, a uh, real simple story. I went to the movies uh, one day, I think it was five years ago and uh it was a major movie and the guy delivering the lines was terrible literally he was terrible I'm like, how, did, how did he make it to the big screens and i was like you know i can do that and then i was like why not you know so and i think like a year later um because i was in the military at the time a year later i came back from a deployment and i took some acting classes so i took a few and then i found out i liked it few independent projects took some more acting classes and here i am now like in love with it yeah that's funny how that works sometimes it's like you see a movie right and i mean i see movies too like from the directing standpoint and like i saw this growing up and i was like you know that movie it was fine but i feel like i could at least make a bad movie like i don't know if i can make exactly. a good movie but you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's exactly how i felt like I, I didn't know how they even cast this guy you know i was like this is a a big screen movie yeah. and this guy's giving like mediocre, you know, it was just so mediocre. It was, it wasn't even interesting. I couldn't even do it. So yeah. um, that's how I found my passion. I wasn't like a kid actor or something. I found that, you know, later in life. So when you're acting, what is uh, kind of your ideal role um, or roles you find that you like to go out for in a perfect world? Um, so my ideal role, like my dream role, is to be a bad guy in a Marvel movie. Either nice. that or um, where, uh, I guess the best example would be like the new Joker where a guy okay. just goes insane. Yeah. Um, 
those are like my two ideal. I don't know why I just always love the bad guy because he's yeah. not always the bad guy to me, you know? Yeah. So those are ideal roles. Um, I do go out for almost any role. You know, there's a few that I like I stay away from if it uh, compromises like my, you know, my morals or my integrity. I don't want to do any roles like that, you know. Yeah, I feel that. Um, what's interesting, too, is like with your role in Panda, which we'll talk about in a sec, but, um, you know, studio owner, just a quick background for everyone listening. He's the first voice we hear in the film, and he's just the owner of the studio where our main character, Camus Leonardo, he's trying to record a song and our main character is just like nervous. He's hitting all these walls. You know, he's not able to get what he wants. And then the studio owner's like, all right, well, you've run the clock. You you need to re-up, throw me another hour. You know, we're we're working here we're on the schedule and you know you try to be sympathetic to him but at the same time like people could be like oh you know student owners just you know he's this mean dude but at the end of the day he's running a business and so like how do you how do you balance those roles because like you said you know sometimes the person who appears to be the bad guy is not always that way right so actually what i had to do is to encompass all that i had to curate a backstory um and so the backstory to help me kind of pull that out was, uh, since we're in North Carolina, J. Cole was the big name that I had coming. And I'm yeah. sitting here trying to get stuff like perfect for J. Cole. I actually Googled what J. Cole liked in his, his studio session. Yeah. Stuff, so I knew what J. Cole likes and how, and how he, he does his stuff. So in my mind, I'm like, J. Cole's the money. I'm doing you a favor. So by creating that backstory, I'm, I'm, I'm actually annoyed when um, he's not delivering his, his lines because I'm going to have some better, better goal is supposed to be here um, within an hour or two. And I'm basically doing a favor for you and you're, yeah. you're no good. <laughs> so like that helped, that helped like embody it, you know? So. Definitely. Yeah. I noticed that too. Cause in the performance you, you know, you, you definitely have that like friend doing someone a favor kind of, you know, game poker face. You're you're really trying to be like, okay, I really need you to work with me here. But you're giving him another chance, another chance, another chance. And then you finally have that uh, moment in the scene uh, where you just kind of have to like recollect yourself, and you're like, okay, you're giving me something. I see, you know, ten percent, and if that ten percent is all we can, you know, hone out, that's the day. And like, I think it's kind of like almost like being a coach, like you're, you're able to, to envision what you can get, right? And you don't even have to think about what you're not getting. Uh, just because, you know, again, that whole performance was, it's a short scene, but I think it's, it's one of the more interesting ones in the film, just because, you know, A, it sets up our main character, Camus, for everything he's about to go through in the film. You see where his, you know, mental state is at. You see where his, uh, you know, musical chops where they're kind of in a delicate place where he has to rebuild them throughout the whole rest of the film. So I think it's a super pivotal scene. Um, so when we were talking about, you mentioned like getting yourself in that character headspace with the J. Cole storyline. Is that something you like to do? I know every actor's process is different. Um, what does that do for you personally to kind of benefit your performance? Um, the more specific I am, the more I can focus on, you know, I like, I want to be in that moment. So by being specific, uh, it helps me be in that moment. Like for right now, right now is the scene. I know, Hey, I'm at home. Um, I ate breakfast. I did this. I, I'm talking to Evan. Uh, he, he was the director for this film and it, it just helps to be more specific. So mm -hmm. I, I try to create like a backstory 
um, for every character I do, um, not just to, not for the sake of creating one, but more so so that way I am, I know my objective. Like, okay, um, I'm here for Jake Cole as a side show. Like, hurry up. Like, I just need you to hurry up so I can get all the stuff that J. Cole likes. Yep. Yeah, and you're, you're messing up. So, um, that backstory just helps me, me focus because, you know, um, there's, there's a, a lot of distractions with that. And um, sometimes you can't, you can't, um, you know, just focus on that. But by focusing on your backstory and your objective, it helps, you know, flow better. Yeah. Well, for me, yeah. at least. A hundred percent. And, you know, it's interesting. It reminds me to the day we filmed uh, at Bull City Sound at the studio in Durham, there was, you know, two or three other recording sessions taking place. And it was actually kind of hectic because, you know, we had some bleed in the sound and then we had, you know, just people coming through. Uh, You know, we had a whole scene where we were just kind of dancing around other people who were there just to record who had nothing to do with the movie. Um, Just because, you know, that's indie film. That's how it works. And like a lot of times that tension, I feel like uh, as a director, I can either let that engulf me and kind of distract me or I can embrace it and kind of throw it back into the film. And so actually I feel like it helped us a little bit because in the film, you know, there was already that tension between you and Camus trying to get through the scene uh, just in the, you know, sense of getting the song recorded. And then you had all this other stuff of like people kind of coming through. And I feel like, uh, is that something you're almost able to like photosynthesize as an actor and then kind of like spit it back? Cause I, cause I felt like we kind of were able to get that. Once you, when you do the work, like mm-hmm. everything in the back is just, it just doesn't matter. Because, exactly. uh, you know, at first, you know, all those people coming in, it was a distraction. But when it was time to work and this is what I was doing, I don't even remember those guys during that scene yeah. or whoever was walking. I don't, I don't even, literally, I don't even remember where the camera was at. I yeah. just remember looking at uh, Cam's like, spit the bars, spit them. Yeah. Getting frustrated. Like, I'm actually feeling like, yo, you can rap. Do this. I wasted my time, you know? Yep. So, uh um i think that's the beauty of it yeah and we were able to get through that yeah i love that i loved how it uh worked out that when i loved hearing like you know as the actor your perspective because you know obviously i only have where i was that day and it's interesting to like talk to everyone and be like oh wow you didn't even you know catch that or you didn't even you know pay attention because you were so focused on what you were doing and i think that's what's so interesting about a film crew and that's why um, you know, movie making is the special magical process that it is because that's where everyone kind of truly does have their place and their role to make this larger thing for everyone happen, which is the you know full movie. So, yeah, yeah. And plus, I didn't want to like ask a million questions. Should he do this? Should he do this? I created, you know, I created my own backstory, and 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 then I always allow the director to be like, "Hey, I don't like we are doing this," or you know, if the director doesn't say anything. You like it. So yeah. um, I was always taught to, uh, you know, be creative. You're an yeah. artist. Yep, you are. And that's the thing. It's always yeah. about experimentation and creation. Um, well, something cool that you did was the, it was like two or three days before you came to the studio um, when we were doing like a night scene, we were just kind of scouting it out making sure we knew what it looked like. And you just came to kind of scope it out as well. And I feel like maybe that helped you get a little more comfortable on the actual day of production. Um, could you walk me through that choice? Cause that's something I feel like that's just going the extra mile. And I love to see that because I think it really helped us on that first day oh. when we were there. Yeah. So it was an hour and a half 
hour and 45 minute drive for me to get there. Yeah. But um, it was important. Like my goal there was to understand the, um, the actual unit that I, uh, that the uh, studio owner had, because yeah. as an actor, you can't, you're supposed to be this character. So you're supposed to understand the character understands. So I believe as a studio owner, I knew what these buttons did. Yep. And I knew the day of, there was no way for me just to understand those buttons. So um, I actually got to sit down with the, uh, I can't remember his name, but he showed uh, me what absolute, the buttons did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he, he literally was like, hey, this button does this. You know, got it. I didn't memorize everything, but I had an understanding. Right. I had an understanding, like I could push forward with my character. So that's all I was trying to do, get an understanding um, and also make it realistic. Because if yeah. somebody's looking, you know, even the smallest part of a movie, if some guy's looking like, why is he put? Why is he moving that level up and down? That doesn't make any sense. It takes mm-hmm. it takes away from the movie. So I was actually moving stuff that he would move during uh, an actual recording session because I knew. Like I asked him, I wasn't just touching the, some some BS that you know didn't do anything. Yeah. So that was that was important to me. Um, um, yeah, just just to understand the studio owner really. Yeah. And, and I think it came through because, uh, you know, like you said, there's there's always someone who, uh, you know, studio owner 975 on YouTube is going to leave that comment. that's like that yeah. button doesn't, you know, that's not real. Exactly. You know, always. People and I, and I didn't want that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, why, why, why? Like I watch military flicks all the time and I'm like, why is he not doing that? <laughs> that, that, yeah. that is standard procedure. Or why is he why does he not have this on? You know, that little thing can take away from the credibility of the film. You know, yeah. it can distract somebody. Because I've watched films that and you're bit, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. that little bit like, of authenticity. Exactly. So um, that helped me. I feel like I was true to what I was doing as a studio owner. Really and I think did. it was doubly important because that is literally the first scene out the gate in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people always talk about, you know, cause the movie's coming to Amazon prime and uh, when people are scrolling through, you know, Netflix, Amazon, whatever it is, you know, that those first five minutes are where a lot of people say, am I going to watch this full movie or, or am I going to turn it off and, you know, go watch something else. So, you know, it's always important right out the gate to try to get those, uh, you know, that hook with the audience. And I think you coming, uh, you know, a couple days ahead when we did the location scout um, cause I was doing that for camera Cause you know, me shooting the movie too, it was not even just the directing. It was like the cinematography. It was trying to understand, you know, how big is this room? Is this room even going to be able to work with this lens or do I need to get a different lens? And so I feel like it's like, whether it's the acting, the performance, the cinematography, just, you know, feeling comfortable in a space, I think does so much for the performance. And it's again, such a small detail, but I think it really sets you up mentally to, like you said, just show that authenticity um, you know, as the studio owner in the scene, what has been, you know, when you look back on your time with Panda Barrett, what was, uh, you know, maybe a favorite funny memory or serious memory, just a onset experience that you kind of remember or something you learned? Oh man, there's multiple with my short time. But, um, one thing that I really remember was, um, we were in that hallway by, uh, when we left the, the little, our studio area, I was walking down and um what, what, what's her name marissa with oh the, melissa uh, yeah panda. panda yeah yeah so out of nowhere she just starts dancing like <laughs> fluent just starts dancing and whatever and, and like the cameras aren't rolling so i just start recording her 
And like she's just dancing, she's getting into it, whatever. And I think you ended up like, hold on, let me record. Yeah, I'll roll and the clip right now. Yeah, like, I have the clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I uh, actually I recorded it and I sent it to her. I just thought it was dope for her to um, just come out, like because yeah. we were done shoot, shooting and she, she's just walking down and just starts dancing. I'm like, whoa, whoa, you know. So that was <laughs> that was pretty cool. Like I don't know, I don't know what it was. Well, it's not every day like uh, you get an actual mascot panda bear, you know, doing its thing, dancing, living life in the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Way, I don't know what happened. Oh, no <laughs> worries. We're doing it live. This is all about it. This is the process. Um, well, yeah, yeah, man. Well, where can people uh, find your work, you know, keep up with you on social media, um, kind of continue on with your journey as an actor? Where can they keep up with you? So uh, I, I am on IMDb, um, uh, John Mark uh, Mavinga. Just look up my name. Also on uh, Instagram, Conan, K-O-N-A-N, which is my middle name, underscore my last name, M-A-V-I-N-G-A. Um, I usually try to post uh, whatever projects I have coming up on um, Instagram, and uh, that's a good way to keep up with it. And of course, IMDb, you can see what credits I have and the stuff I've done in the past. So, I mean, that's a good way to keep up with me. Cool. Cool, cool. Awesome. Well, y'all go check out John Mark's work and uh, keep staying tuned here to Convincing Creatives. We have more episodes with uh, more members of the cast and crew of Panda Barrett coming soon. Stay tuned. Leave us a review. Subscribe on Apple Music, iTunes, all that good stuff. Find out the next episode. And as a friendly reminder, we are coming to Amazon Prime Video very shortly, so stay tuned for the full Panda Barrett experience coming soon.